Hey everyone, welcome back to Well Then, a podcast where we talk about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm your host, Megan Scherer. And today's episode is all about movement, or as it's more commonly known, exercise. The reason that right off the bat I'm labeling it something a little bit different is because exercise has honestly some pretty negative connotations associated with it, especially within the diet industry. And like the word diet, the word exercise is synonymous often with punishment or trying to lose weight. And it really dilutes the fact that moving our body in different ways is essential for overall health and well-being. So today I'm going to talk to you guys about finding the best type of movement for your body for your health and wellness. And, you know, if your health goals include weight loss, then that'll fall under this umbrella as well. But strictly labeling the only type of movement you do as exercise can tend to create a pretty unhealthy relationship with the exercises you're doing themselves. My relationship with exercise or movement goes all the way back to childhood, as most of yours probably does as well, if you really start to examine it. Um, A lot of us were involved in sports as a kid or not involved in sports as a kid, and that played out in different ways um, during recess or in your friend groups and how you liked to spend your free time, and ultimately probably contributed to how your relationship with movement evolved as an adult. For me personally, I was a gymnast and a dancer growing up, and I loved to find those ways to move my body that were kind of a combination of strength and also grace and freedom of expression. I was never very good at team sports. Um, Things that involved hand-eye coordination were not necessarily my strong suit, so I tended to shy away from those. And then when I got into high school, Um, is when I started to discover other more intentional types of movement. So, you know, as I've shared on episodes in the past, I discovered yoga when I was about 13 years old. And that is something that has, has served me for the past 15 years and has been a really positive form of movement in my life. Um, but when I was about, I think 14, maybe 15, no, definitely, yeah, 14, I also discovered um, strength training and resistance training as physical fitness. I was going to some workout classes with my best friend's mom. We would all go together um, to like a group group fitness class that was actually pretty challenging and would kick our butts. And I remember I would go to school the next day after having gone to one of these classes and my legs would be shaking. It would be difficult to walk up and down the stairs because I was challenging my muscles in a new way. And that was really exciting to me to feel that I could change my body just by doing an activity that I had never done before. And so from there, I definitely started to get into more of the traditional workout and and exercise mentality and was spending more time in gyms, um, exercising on cardio equipment and doing strength training. And as I, you know, got a little bit older and was later in high school and early on in college, I tended to use exercise as 
a, a coping mechanism as a way to deal with stress in my life. So if things were particularly stressful with school or relationships or family stuff or anything I had going on, then I would turn to exercise as an outlet and start to spend more time in the gym or, you know, just put my headphones in, move my body more, whether it was going for a run or a bike ride or doing a workout class. I was using that as a way to kind of check out and escape from the things that I didn't want to have to deal with. And in some ways, fitness can be a really great outlet. It can be a really great tool and coping mechanism, um, much better than a lot of more self-destructive habits out there, um, things like drinking and drugs and gambling. But there's also a limit, you know, as with anything in life, too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. And I remember, I think I was a senior in high school when I read a book um, that was called something along the lines of Diary of an Exercise Addict. And it was one woman's journey with um, self-discovery in her eating disorder and compulsion with over-exercising. And as I read her story, I started to see pieces of myself in it. And I started to see like, wow, okay, maybe this isn't just about fitness. Maybe, maybe I've gone a little bit too far with this. And so maybe it's time for me to re-examine my relationship with movement and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And if it makes me happy. And it was actually really empowering to get to see the, the, times that I would use fitness because I wanted to feel stronger versus the times that I was using it because I wanted to numb out or check out um, versus the times that I was using it because I felt like my body wasn't good enough and I wanted to lose weight or tone up or look different and look more aligned with, you know, the societal expectations of, of beauty and fitness. And I started to really see like where those where those times were that I, that I was using fitness in an unhealthy way versus a healthy way. And it took some time, but I really was able to sort of um, redesign my relationship with fitness and get it to a place where I was doing it because it was fun and it felt good. And there have been so many chapters of fitness in my life since then. And I think it's something that we always get to um, re-examine and reevaluate because we're always changing and we're always evolving and we're going through different periods of, of time in our life, some more stressful, some happier, some bigger transitions. And it's always important to check in with our, our self-care practices and also our, um, you know, distractions and self-coping mechanisms. So thinking back on that time, it then kind of takes me to the, the the next chapter, which was the first time in my life where I really felt like a kid again when it came to fitness. And I really felt like I was now moving my body in ways that felt good just for the sake of feeling good rather than for specific diet or exercise purposes. Um, that was right after college, right when I moved to Santa Monica, and I was fortunate enough to have discovered this movement community um, down at the beach of people who were swinging on rings and playing on ropes and monkey bars and in the sand and on the grass, 
honestly just like they were kids again and it was really really fun and I began to just do outdoor workouts to spend time connecting in nature whether it was going for a hike or running some uh, outdoor stairs in Santa Monica and spending a lot of time at the beach and it was really empowering and honestly a lot of fun to realize that movement could serve my body in a healthy way it could you know still help me get stronger and improve my cardiovascular strength and endurance but it didn't have to feel like punishment it didn't have to feel like i was doing it to check out and it didn't have to feel like i was doing it because i didn't like something about myself so that was the first time i really realized that shift in a big way and then from there um you guys know that i've shared you know, multiple times before that I was in a pretty bad car accident not long after I graduated. And the physical injuries from that accident sidelined me from working out for about four months um, in the way that I was used to, at least. And so when I was cleared to start working out again and I wanted to start moving my body again, I really felt disconnected from that part of me that had felt like an athlete before. And I wanted to feel athletic again. I wanted to feel strong and graceful and playful and all the things that I was used to feeling. I didn't want to feel injured or weak. And um, I got involved in competing in fitness competitions at that time. If you followed my journey way back when, you probably saw that I started training and I competed in, in um, figure competitions for a couple years. And that was another turning point for me that really had me go back to the drawing board and then re-examine why am I doing what I'm doing. Initially, for that first competition, it was to feel stronger and more athletic again, and that worked. Spending time really intentionally in a gym, building muscle and building strength and building endurance and building stability helped me feel kind of safe in my body again. Um, like I didn't feel like my shoulder was going to dislocate at any moment. And, and I felt like I was capable of doing the things I wanted to do again. And that took time to get there, but it felt really good when I did. But then I kind of got sucked into the industry and the excitement and the pressure of it. And the more I started training, the more I realized that I didn't have great intentions for doing it. Now, rather than just feeling stronger, my intention was that I wanted to look better and win competitions and that industry in general and what my intentions had involved to became completely about aesthetic and appearance rather than internal strength and health and I've said this before but it's honestly so true bodybuilders and people in the fitness industry can be I'm not saying they always are but can be some of the least healthy people I've ever met they might look fantastic on their Instagram and they're shredded and they have abs and they have a butt and a little waist and they look awesome, but you have no idea what they're doing to look that way. And a lot of times they're taking really drastic measures and going to extremes to get their body to look a certain way. And that just wasn't okay with me. And, you know, that's not to say there aren't people in that industry doing it in a healthy way. There totally are. And there are people who do have a balanced relationship with exercise and food and body image and are still able to be in the fitness industry and even compete. Um, but that is not the case for the majority of people. 
uh, as I as I learned for, from being really heavily in that industry for a couple years. And I was about a brand and a mission that was promoting self-acceptance and empowerment and self-love. And I realized I couldn't do that anymore if it's not what I was practicing. Um, I was practicing something that was totally appearance-based. And it, again, it just didn't feel feel good anymore. So after I stopped competing, I really let go of that bodybuilding style of training for a while. And I returned to my roots in yoga and started practicing yoga daily again and would take myself on walks and much more gentle forms of exercise um, because after all that intense training, that's what my body was asking for. So for this, for that new chapter, it looked really different than the years prior, the intense hours of training in the gym and, um, you know, high intensity cardio and lifting. Now I was doing much lower intensity yoga, stretching, walking, just keeping it really, really simple. And that felt good in my body for a while. It was kinder to my joints. It was kinder to my energy systems. And then even that evolved to a new point where I finally got to a point in time where I felt like, okay, I think there's a balance somewhere in here. There's something to be said for the gentler, more compassionate forms of movement that I really love. But my body also does love strength training in some way, shape, or form. And it has since I was, you know, 13, 14. And probably even younger if you include gymnastics in there. And so how can I strike a balance between the two? So I started to fall into um, a routine of incorporating some strength training workouts with some yoga classes and practicing on my mat at home and walking or swimming or hiking or still doing those things that I really love that felt good to me. And that was the balance that that was working for me then. And that's actually what's still working for me now. And I just want to reiterate that none of those were wrong. It was important for me to learn at each of those phases of my life different extremes of types of movement so that I could find this balance that feels really good. And, you know, a lot of the times when it comes to finding the, the movement that's best for your body, balance is the key. But there are also times where balance is completely BS. Like if you're training for something, whether it be a marathon or triathlon, or there's something in your life that you have a goal and you're really working towards, then you might be out of balance for a little while and that's okay. You might be training a lot harder for a while because you have a goal that you want to reach for whatever reason. And it's important that you respect that and honor that. And so for that period of time, you won't be necessarily in balance. And that's the answer for that period of time. So kind of the, the moral of all of this, just like I talk about with, with, food and diet and nutrition, there's no one size fits all. It's the same with movement. There is no one size fits all workout, exercise, movement plan for everybody. And there's also no one size fits all for your entire life. It's going to evolve at different points in your life and you should let it. So if you feel like you're stuck in a place where you're working out because you feel like you should, 
or you have a weight loss goal or a body composition goal and you feel like you're forcing it a little bit and especially if your workouts don't physically feel good in your body you know it's one thing to challenge your muscles to grow and, and they're sore because of it um, but if you feel really uninspired and unmotivated when you show up to your workouts most of the time that's a really good signal that whatever movement you're doing isn't right for you right now and if you're not sure what is if you don't really know what to do or where to turn um, I mean, the first thing is listen to your intuition. If you're listening to this and you kind of get that hit in your stomach that you're like, okay, I think what I've been doing hasn't been working for me. And I think it's time for me to admit that and try something new. I'm willing to give up control of the way that I thought it needed to look and have it look different or at least try because, you know, what's, what's the worst that can happen, you know? what do you have to lose? Maybe you spend one month or three months of your life trying something different and that doesn't work either. Well, then you can go back to what you were doing before. But start there. Start with listening to your intuition, asking your body what it needs. And if you have kind of a disconnected relationship with your body and you're really not getting any answers or you're not clear on what it wants and needs, go back to what you loved in childhood. If you loved running around outside with your friends, then go find a park somewhere and play outside and run around in a really unstructured way. If you loved, you know, playing catch with your friends, go play catch. If you loved trampolines as a kid, there's lots of awesome indoor trampoline places that you can go and just jump up and down and play. If you loved dance, go take an adult dance class. If you loved swimming, go find a pool or an ocean or a lake somewhere and jump in and just have fun with it rather than pushing yourself to swim a certain number of laps. Try, you know, what brought you joy then and see if it brings you joy now because the best way to move your body is in ways that it feels good doing. And those are ultimately the ones that you're going to stick to long term anyways. So while yes, it is important to get your heart rate up to improve your cardiovascular strength and endurance, and it's important to practice resistance training so that you can prevent things like osteoporosis and having stronger bones as you get older. And it's important to practice flexibility and mobility training so that your joints and muscles stay limber and healthy as you get older as well, and you know avoid things like surgeries. All those things are really important from a fitness perspective. Um, and you can find ways to do those that feel good to you too. It doesn't have to look strict and structured if strict and structured isn't your thing. And if it is and you thrive off that, awesome, do it. But just check your intentions. It always come back, comes back to intention and motivation. You know, looking at what, what is motivating you, why are you making the choice that you're making, and does that really serve you? Is that the healthiest choice for you, for your overall wellness, not just for what you look like, but how you feel on the inside as well? So again, that's a really great place to start. And if you're looking for more personalized support, um, I do have a background in personal training and yoga and lots of types of fitness. And I would be happy to chat with you and work with you to find something that works best for you or just providing accountability in, um, in incorporating new habits and, and getting yourself on track to have the wellness and the fitness that you wanna have. So if that's the case for you, you can always um, reach out to me 
you can send me a message on Instagram or email me at my at Megan at empowered-bodies.com. Um, you can also learn more about my programming on my website, empowered-bodies.com. I have some awesome guides on there as well if you're looking for um, easier kind of self self-study type work to do um, to support your wellness habits. And if you are interested in learning more about any of those parts of my journey, or if you have questions that you want me to dive into more on future episodes of the podcast, feel free to reach out. And yeah, I hope that you all took something away from this today. And, you know, I hope that you all have a really empowered relationship with, with movement as it is. But if you don't, then I encourage you to start today and just examine what that looks like for you and what it would look like to just move your body in ways that feel really good. So give that a try. Let me know how it goes. Be sure to subscribe for updates on my website so you can hear about future podcast episodes. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy day.